Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, yes, it is a jam-packed show today on Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today. The NBA Finals are getting underway tonight. The great Doris Burke is going to join us later in the program and the hottest team in baseball. We will discuss that in a little bit. Mr. Canty, what up? What's up, man? I mean, I know the NBA Finals are here, but we do have to talk about a big basketball game that we had around these parts yesterday afternoon that featured one Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Will, going up against Alan Hahn and Bart Scott. Do we have to talk about it? I think we have to. We're, we're obligated. Contractually it's con- obligated. It's in our contracts from ESPN because <laughs> it is an ESPN vehicle that we get into it. Well, with all of that in mind, let us roll. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. The Splash Brothers spreading the floor. And so it's a, such a different dynamic defending the Golden State Warriors, but it's going to be a great series. It's going to be a close series. It's going to be a tightly contested series. Their transition defense might be the best in the league. And against the Warriors, you better believe you need a good transition defense. Game one, is it a wash for the Celtics because of the fatigue and also the all factor of, of being on the road on this stage? It's new. It all starts tonight. And Chris, look, I think this is a series that's going to be a little bit intriguing. I ultimately have the Golden State Warriors winning it. I think there's an awful lot that's very interesting about it, most especially from a matchup standpoint. You have two teams that are outstanding defensively, but one team that I believe is superior offensively, and that is ultimately the difference in this series, and that is why the Golden State Warriors are going to win in six. That sounds good. I'm going to roll with the Golden State Warriors winning this series as well, but I think it's going to be a seven-game series. Why? Because the Boston Celtics have been money after losses. They're 14-3 and since the calendar flipped over to 2022 following a loss. The last time they lost back-to-back games, Carlin, you got to go to late March at the end of the regular season. So this is a team that finds a way to respond when they don't necessarily play at their best the night before. So I, I look for them to have that same characteristic in this series in the NBA Finals, even though they're going up against really good competition. If you think about the gauntlet that they ran through in the Eastern Conference, sweeping the Brooklyn Nets with KD and Kyrie, taking care of that battering yam that's known as Giannis Antetokounmpo in the Milwaukee Bucks in seven, and then finishing it off winning three of the four road games against the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, the Miami Heat. This is a team in Boston that's battle-tested and ready for this moment, even there going up against a dynastic squad in the Golden State Warriors. Okay, battle-tested is an interesting phrase to me because I always think about the teams that have kind of been through it before and understanding what it's about. But when you look at what the Celtics have done this year in that whole road to get here, you can't argue with what they've accomplished based on everything you've said in going through Durant and going through Giannis and then going through the Miami Heat. They have had a tougher road to get here. Also, though, to me, the Warriors are a little bit fresher. I I think that plays a role, too. A little bit fresher than the Celtics are at this point, and I think that's going to help them. They could get more reinforcements back, and we know one big number in this series, and that number is 123-0. to The Golden State Warriors have 123 games of experience in the NBA Finals 
the Boston Celtics have zero. Yet somehow, ESPN's BPI, which has loved the Celtics, loved them, they would, it would marry the Celtics if it could. <laughs> have the Celtics as an 86% chance to win the finals. I am blown away by that number when you factor in everything else I was just talking about. Well, we talked about this before the postseason even started, how the Celtics were the darlings when it came to BPI and the analytics because the Celtics overwhelmingly had the best chance of any Eastern Conference playoff field team to get to the NBA Finals. And what ended up happening? The Boston Celtics were able to navigate through the Eastern Conference and get to the NBA Finals. So I'm not going to be as dismissive as some would be over the analytics and what BPI would say about how this series is going to look. But what I will say is this. I think Boston needs to be getting a little more respect as we start with this NBA Finals, just because of how good this team is defensively. And we know that they have the personnel to create some difficult matchups for the Golden State Warriors. And they do have the personnel to be able to switch the way that they like to play defense against this Golden State Warriors motion offense. So I think it's going to be a lot close, a lot more closely contested than people want to give credit for. Because of the disparity with the experience, I can understand how people think this series would be one-sided. But this is a talented Boston team. They wouldn't get to this point going through the road that they did without being so. I don't think it's as one-sided as I thought the last series was for the Celtics with the Heat. I okay. clearly thought it was a lot more one-sided in that series. And it went seven. Was I 100% right on that? No, I thought it was going six. Yeah. And there were individual games I was wrong on. But having said that, I, I do have to look at this stat from Hembo that he gave yesterday. And it is fascinating regarding the Boston Celtics. Over their last 50 games, the Celtics are 38 and 12. Their scoring margin is plus 569 points. Wow. 24 double digit wins and just three double digit losses. Now, a lot of that's regular season two, so I'm not sure how much of it you're supposed to take into account, but Hembo being respectfully the stat dork that he is, (laughs) playing into the BPI, I understand how they get to that number. Here's Michael Wilbon yesterday on PTI, of course, from NBA Countdown as well, but this was on PTI upon hearing about the 86% possibility of the Celtics winning the finals. Tony, let me first start off with what I don't have. I don't have what the ESPN Basketball Index has, which is an 86% chance that the Celtics win. All right, is it? You know what? You know what was the dumbest forecast of the year? I know it's not really a forecast. It's a reflection of betting. But the dumbest thing was the Lakers will win the championship, followed by Brooklyn will win the championship. And all year, all year, the Vegas casinos, the Vegas betting houses, they look like morons. They did, because they got it so stupidly wrong. 86% chance that the Celtics will win. What? Golden State, I think, is a better team and better in the clutch. Boston was not good in clutch moments all season. And the other night, almost choked up Game 7 to Miami and Miami. I'm sitting there watching that. I'm going to say Golden State. I think it's going to be a harder series than something, obviously, than the ESPN Basketball Power Index. You know, I think it's going to be a six-game series, but I'm going to go with the Warriors to... 
you know, continue their run, if you will. Interrupted, but a run. And this is why you understand that Michael Wilbon's a genius. He gets it. He understands all of this stuff. And Chris, that, that's the thing for me that's biggest. And this is the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. In these postseason games, when they are close games, I'm not going to talk about clutch. Yep. Celtics just don't look comfortable. I don't think they're comfortable in chaos. I don't think they're... They respond well the next game. I can't argue that. Yes. But at the same time, in the moment, are they great to be able to gather themselves and get it done? That the other night... I'm not just going off the other night. I'm talking about throughout the entire playoffs. In these tight games that they've had, they have not struck me as a team that really looks like they have a full grasp on the situation. Yeah, we've seen a big enough sample size. All you got to do is go back to the regular season. They were ranked 29th when it came to wins in close games, in close games being five minutes or less with the score being five points or less. And so, yeah, I I can understand how that would be a characteristic that wouldn't necessarily play well once you got to this stage in the postseason. But I also acknowledge that Boston has found a way to be able to overcome that. And you're wondering whether or not the series that they've gone through, the seven games against the Bucs, the seven games against the Heat, would that be something that allows them to build confidence as they go into this series against the Golden State Warriors? There will undoubtedly be close games in this series, Carlin. And so you're wondering, who are the guys that the Celtics can rely on to make big shots? We know Jason Tatum is that guy. But we saw in that Heat series that they double-teamed him when he went down the stretch. Late in the fourth quarter, they weren't going to allow Jason Tatum to beat him. Who's the other guy that can step up? Is it going to be Jalen Brown? Is it going to be Marcus Smart? Neither one of those guys really showed up in the last five minutes of Game 7 against the Miami Heat. So that's the thing that I'm going to be watching for early on in this series in close games. Who's the other guy that can be a shot maker or create shots for other guys if it's not Jason Tatum? That's the big question that Boston has to answer. But I will say this. Boston has some personnel that's going to make it for a difficult matchup for the Golden State Warriors defense. Jason Tatum, if they decide they want to double him or they want to throw Wiggins at him, who's going to be the guy to cover cover Jalen Brown? It can't be Klay Thompson. He's not going to be able to stay in front of him. Who's the other guy that's going to stay in front of Jalen Brown, a bigger wing that's really athletic? It's a great point that Klay Thompson defensively was an elite-level player for a long time. He's not that guy anymore. He's not that guy anymore. He's still very good, but laterally he can't move the same way. No, he can't stay in front of Jalen Brown. Are you kidding me? No, no, uh, no, No he cannot. I agree with that. Jordan Poole is too small, Mm -hmm. so where where are you going to go? I I think at this point, that is one of the little question marks that the Warriors have right now that they haven't had before. It's, It's been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today, in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Up next, there's so much talk of the one piece of hardware that Steph Curry needs to really elevate himself even further. But is it legit talk? We'll tell you why. Well, one of us will tell you why. It's not in just moments. Canty and Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Brainstorm, what is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greenie for the ones who get it done granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. It is interesting when we're talking about one of the all-time greats already and we're spending a lot of time talking about what he doesn't have and what difference it's going to make for him. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny today. We are also on the ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Steph Curry is back in the finals, and it's obviously incredibly important for him to get this opportunity once again. Here he is in an interview with the uh, ESPN radio crew. You can hear the full interview later tonight uh, on the pregame, the NBA on ESPN radio. Here he is just describing it, uh, about why getting back meant so much to him. To do it, you know, after this last two years that we've had, battling through a lot of injuries, change on the roster, and, you know, implementing a lot of young guys this year, definitely a sense of pride that we could, you know, get back here and have a chance to uh, win four more games and hopefully another championship. You know, I, I look at his entire resume. I all, You know I already think he's a top 10 player. Yep. Not by much, but he's a top 10 player. Okay. And yet, over the last month, there has been so much discussion in the media, among us as well, about how important a finals MVP would be to enhance his legacy. And Chris, I got to tell you, just looking at it the last couple of days, I, I just don't, I don't understand what that one little moniker is going to do for somebody that has... Always been brilliant in the finals. You could make the case that he should have won a finals MVP already and has accomplished everything that Steph Curry has. It feels like a blip on the radar for me. Well, Carlin, we already know that he's an all-time great, right? He's on the top 75 team and unanimously recognized as the best shooter the game has ever seen. But when you start talking about the top 10 players to have ever played the game, you're splitting hairs when it comes to guys that are that accomplished. And the finals MVP is that one thing that people can point to and say, this is what keeps you out of that club. Now, when I look at my top 10, pretty much every single guy on my top 10 has a finals MVP with the exception of Dr. J, but we know the prime years of Dr. J were spent in the ABA with the Squires and not with the Sixers. And so I I don't know that I can put Steph Curry in that group without having one if he has four championships, and that's assuming that he wins this one, 
and you're talking about his team going to six finals over the course of eight years. At some point, it's like, why can't you perform and be the best player on your team that wins the championship in this moment? Why but he can't has you been it? already just because he hasn't won the – I mean, he should have won the MVP when Iguodala won the MVP. Well, but he didn't, Carlin. He didn't win the MVP. Everybody wanted – they voted Iguodala as the MVP because of the job that he did on LeBron James, yep. but also Iguodala making some big shots in that series yep, as well. absolutely. And, and so I, I want to see Steph Curry – be at his best when his best is required. Competitive greatness matters. But, but There's has a he not Carlin, been that already? Carlin, here's what I'll say. There's a saying in the locker room, any professional locker room, any sport. You make your money in the regular season, you make your legacy in the postseason. And if you are that dude, if you are an MVP player, why can't you be an MVP in the NBA Finals? That's what we're looking for from Steph Curry. When we run down the list of guys that are in the top ten, Carlin, I mean, you're not just going to pull one of those guys out and put Steph Curry in just off of another ring. But do it you has look- to be about him being able to add that Finals MVP but to Chris, his resume. But Chris, do you ever look at Steph Curry and say he's played poorly in the Finals? No, I'm not going to say he's played poorly, but what I would say is Was that... Was he the reason that his team didn't win? I mean, would they have won their three championships without him? No, no, no but, I, but, I, but I don't think that goes without saying, Carlin. I, I, what I'm simply saying is this. If you are as good as a lot of people believe you to be, if you're a top 10 player of all time, we need you to be the best player on the court in that series. That's what people are looking for consistently from Steph Curry, and they want to see his team finish the drill and be on the winning side of it. Listen, for my money, Steph Curry is already an all-time great, and I've got him as one of the top 12 players to have ever played the game. But in order to crack that top 10, my top 10 that consists of Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Dr. J, and Shaquille O'Neal, in order to crack into that list and kick one of those guys out, I'm going to need for him to have a finals MVP on that resume. See, I, I just think it's arbitrary at this point. I, but it's I'm not, gonna, though. But, but it There's is. A, it's not. When, when I have a few stats that just really illuminate what Steph Curry is, there are four players that have ever averaged 25, 5, and 5 in the NBA finals. Forever. It's Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, and Jerry West. And, by the way, the fifth is Steph Curry. The fifth with Kobe, LeBron, Jerry West, and, and uh, Jordan. That's a great group to be a part of. Exactly. That's a great group to be a part but, of. So because he hasn't won a finals MVP when you could argue he should have already, and then Durant was great in those other two, I can't argue with that. It's hard for me to sit here and really get on a guy for not winning a finals MVP when there are only four players ever who have won multiple MVPs, multiple titles, and multiple scoring titles. This, these are the things that Steph has already accomplished. And to me, it's more than enough right now when he hasn't won this arbitrary award in some ways. But it's not an arbitrary award, though. There's a reason why they give, up, give out finals MVP. There's a reason why they give out that trophy. Because this is the biggest stage that the game has to offer and they want to reward greatness. They want to reward excellence once you get to this point in the season. They want to highlight the guy that they believe is the difference in his team winning a championship. That's what it is. But does Steph Curry become a better all-time great tomorrow if he wins an NBA Finals MVP? I don't think so. Listen, Carla, we're talking about the top 10 to 12 greatest players of all time. So, I mean, Steph Curry is already in that group, but if we're talking about him ascending – in terms of the rank, 
then yeah, you're going to have to have something that separates you. Another championship helps. Sure it does. I'm not going to debate that, but I think the finals MVP would be the cherry on the top. And let me say this. It would take an epic collapse for Steph Curry not to win finals MVP this time around. Oh, there's no doubt. Just because everybody is talking about it. If Steph Curry shows up in the arena If it's even close with him and another player on his team and the Golden State Warriors win it, then Steph Curry is going to get the nod just because everybody has been talking about it. Now, if Steph Curry doesn't get finals MVP and his team wins, or he loses in the NBA finals and Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, gets finals MVP, I got to ask you this. Does his legacy take a hit? Does his legacy take a hit? I'm not ready to say it takes a hit yet. Because the guy's been so good in all of the finals that he's played in. And they're in it for the sixth time mm-hmm. in eight years. And really, if we're going to take out the two years because of all the injuries and such, I mean, it's, it's virtually six straight years. It's basically what Jordan did. Just in yeah. terms of getting to the finals. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not saying he's Jordan by any stretch. Yeah, no, no, no. But with the two-year hiatus, yes. Jordan was because of baseball. Yep. With these guys, it was because of injuries. Yeah, there are a lot of parallels between the 90s Bulls and the 2010s Golden State Warriors. And so I'm with you on that front. But, but yeah, I, I think it matters in terms of the narrative around Steph Curry's career. And I don't think folks are all that off base for putting so much emphasis on him getting finals MVP just because when we start talking about the rarest of rare air, the best players to have ever lived, that's what it's going to take to separate himself, to differentiate well, himself from some of those guys in the top One last 10. one on this. Where, what separates him and puts him in that top 10 is he is one of those players that we can say honestly changed the game. Sure. And he's also one of those players that we look at and say he is the best ever at something, and that is shooting the basketball. Yeah, there's a dom- those there, two. There, there are dominant traits there, no question about it, but you could also point but to But those the- are rarefied air traits. No, they're they're rarefied air traits, but you could also point to some of the deficiencies in Steph Curry's game and say, yeah, most of the guys in the top ten don't have that. Most it, of the guys in the top ten aren't defensive liabilities. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Then there's the flip side. Jason Tatum is such an interesting case study when you consider what he has done at this young age. Here's Tatum, courtesy of the NBA on ESPN Radio. You can hear this interview in its entirety later on uh, tonight during all the coverage of the NBA Finals on ESPN Radio. Uh, here is Tatum on getting to the finals. Making it to the finals is a big accomplishment, um, something that we should be proud of, um, and we're super excited for the, for the challenge. Obviously, you know, the ultimate goal is to win a championship, so we still got a long task ahead. Jason Tatum, if he were to win a championship right now, (laughs) if you honestly consider the road and the superstars that he will have gone through between Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, yes, mitigating circumstances, we understand that, and then Giannis, and then the Miami Heat, and then to beat Steph Curry and the Warriors and the big three there, that might be one of the greatest roads traveled of all time to ever win a title and potentially, not potentially, it makes him 
immediately surpassed Paul Pierce on the Boston Celtic hierarchy of all-time greats. Yeah, to me, that, that's not even a question, Carlin. And the fact that Jason Tatum is doing it with this cast of characters versus what Paul Pierce had with two other top 75 players flanking him, I think that makes a difference. You're talking about him going through the second best player in the world in Kevin Durant with Kyrie Irving and sweeping the Brooklyn Nets in round one. You're talking about him beating the best player in the world in Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks, the reigning defending champs in round two, and beating the number one team in the Eastern Conference in the Miami Heat that are coached by Eric Spolstra and put together by Pat Riley. Yeah, I I would say this is a tremendous run, not to mention beating a dynastically great team in the Golden State Warriors. I've said this before, and I'll say this again. If Jason Tatum finds a way to get this done in the NBA Finals and win a championship at the age of 24, we're talking about him wearing the belt as the greatest player in the NBA today. Period. That's where I'm willing to go. You're putting him in front of Giannis? I'm putting him in front of Giannis. He went through Giannis. I have to. I have to. I have no choice. I understand, but he, Giannis is an incredibly Giannis dominant is great. player. Giannis is great, but think about this. And Giannis, he's already got his Giannis title. didn't have this kind of run last year. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's not the same level not of the run, same. but no. I can't put him ahead of Giannis as a player overall. You because can, I you, think that's... You, you can say that, but the, the, the road that Tatum has gone through and the teams that he would have beaten... It will have been tougher. It yes, will have been there tougher. is no question about it. You're yeah. talking about him beating all-time greats. Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are two top 12 players in NBA history, and he would have beaten both of them. Boy, There's no question about it. We just put him in club superstar. Yes. We just put him in the top five, and a title now is going to put him as the best player in the world right now? Well, yeah. Now? I mean, I mean, he's, he was voted all NBA. So, I understand I mean, by that. definition, he's one of the top five players in, in the world. He but, is one of the top five players yeah, in but, the world. But, but, but when you give him that nod, when you, when you give him that hardware, that enhances the legacy. And when you do it against a team like the Golden State Warriors, let's be clear. Giannis won his championship against the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns last year ate the Golden State Warriors this year. But let's, it's just let's also be That's clear. a completely different animal. Let's also be clear that there were games here that Jason Tatum was awful, and there are not games where that has happened with Giannis really in the postseason. Yeah, Jason Tatum has one game a series where he where he's bad. Yeah. He has one game a series where he's bad. And he has one game a series where he is over-the-top superstar. Phenomenal. Amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah. But the in-between, I'll take the Giannis resume on that because a Giannis bad game is still bordering on it, – it's still getting you a double-double and not that far off from a triple-double. Yeah, and, and that's all well and good, but I think Tatum's ability to be able to close games, I think that's something that's special. That's ability that Giannis just doesn't have just because Giannis is not a prolific shooter. There aren't a whole lot of holes when it comes to Jason Tatum's game offensively. He's not as good as Giannis defensively, but he is a good defender. So, yeah, I I would consider Jason Tatum as the best player in the world if he were able to win this NBA Finals and get Finals MVP. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your opportunity to weigh in here on the necessity for Steph to win an NBA Finals MVP and what would a title actually do for Jason Tatum in regards to his standing in the game today. Doug and Dayton up first on ESPN Radio on Greeny. Doug, what's going on, bud? How are you? I'm doing all right. How y'all doing? Good. Um, I'm going to tell you, Steph is uh, a person that has changed the game, but he shouldn't be in the top ten. If you look at his finals, he really don't play good. Now, st- he doesn't play statistically, well. Statistically, statistically, you'll say, 
Well, he averages 25 or 26 points. But I'd like to ask you, if you are 7 for 25 from the field and 3 for 11 from the three-point line, is that a good game? No, that's them, not them, a great them, game. Them, them are the type of games that step – you, you probably can have somebody look it up. Them are the type of games that he's always played in these finals. He's, he's, his, his field goal percentage is way lower than it is during the season. His three-point percentage is way lower than it is in the, in the season. His free throw percentage is slightly lower. And, and that's why he hasn't got the MVP. He, he, his, he gets stopped a lot. And, and, and top ten players don't get stopped. They have bad games because everybody has bad games. But if you just pull up all his stats and all those finals, everything goes down. Don't nothing go up. And, and, you know, stats are misleading. But, what, but and, and wait a minute. Is it misleading? Just, Steph, wait, hang on a second, though. Is it misleading when a guy is one of five players ever and the other four are LeBron, Jordan, Jerry West, and Kobe Bryant to average 25-5-5 and five in the finals? Is that misleading? No, but, but stats are misleading. Okay, but that one's not. See, but you just told me that one is not misleading. Thanks for the call. Yeah, but that's an arbitrary stat, though. 25, 5, and 5. Do we really need the 5 rebounds and 5 assists? Do we need that? Okay. Do we need that? On on top of it, though, in the finals to have those kind of numbers, it's not – I wouldn't throw that out for just the playoffs. Yeah. I would throw that out when it comes to the NBA finals because it is the ultimate deciding of winning a championship. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's when the most pressure of all is going to be on you. No, I'm with you, but there are those performances like that last caller talked about with Steph – in his first NBA Finals, having a 5-for-23 performance. In the next NBA Finals, having a 4-for-15 performance. In the Finals that they had uh, in 2018, having a 1-for-10 performance from the field. Like those, those are the games that you hold on to and you say, well, if you are that dude, if you're a unanimous MVP, if you're the greatest shooter of all time, you've got to come up with better performances than that. That's unacceptable. I understand. But I think when you look at the picture as a whole – it does not change what Steph is, or to me, all of a sudden, we're going from 12th to 10th because of an NBA Finals MVP. Not when he could have won it already. It doesn't Well, it doesn't he didn't win it already, that. and the other guys that are in that top 10 have, so I, I don't understand it. What, like, I get where you're coming from, and I understand adding a fourth championship should mean more than in, in a Finals MVP. I don't disagree with you on that standpoint. But I'm just saying, when you're splitting hairs with some of the greatest players of all time, that's the difference. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement... Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash 
Gift Finder. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Jay Will is making it happen. Jay with a long jumper to and make now it 9-3. 9-3. KJM crew over Barton Hobbs. Jay Williams. Will playing with his food. Buries it. Ball game. And that'll do it. That is it. I think today was a huge win because the Make-A-Wish Foundation and the Jimmy V Foundation getting huge wins as well. You could argue uh, that the, our collective sense of sight was the big loser yesterday. <laughs> Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. So we did call the two-on-two yesterday between Barton Hahn and, of course, Jay Will and Keyshawn. And... I think I'm very comfortable in saying that we were the best part of the whole event um, because really, in terms of actual entertainment on the court, if you were looking for great play, this was not where you were going to stop to see it. It it was not good in terms of the quality of play. Well, I'll say this. Jay Will did look oh, good. Oh, Jay Will was fine. And Bart Scott was a pleasant surprise on the basketball court. <sighs> he knocked down a jumper. I mean, he he, he slipped a pick that he yes, was he setting did. for Allen Hahn and got an easy layup. And it was a nice feed from rim. Hahn. I'll it give Hahn good, that. It was a good feed. That was about the only thing you could give Hahn that was a positive from yesterday. I'll but, tell you. It could, but, but here's the thing. You're saying that we were the big positive in yesterday's production. We could have been better. Oh, you know, we and, been and you know how we could have been better? Mm. Because you could have been a better teammate and let me know that my collar was doing this butterfly thing and that I could have tucked it into my sport coat and made it look more professional. And the fact that you didn't say anything in real time and I had to find out about it in the pictures that we took after the event and the video that was edited and put together and, and, and put out this morning, I'm a little bit disappointed in you. See, I thought you were a better teammate than that. I knew you were a bad guy, well, but I thought you were a better teammate. I am a good teammate. No, but you're not. I, I but didn't you're not. see a good, it. A good teammate wouldn't let something like that happen. I did not see it. Well, it was only on the reason, other side well, of your I, giant I don't, head. I don't know how you couldn't see it. I'm 6'8", 340 <laughs> pounds. How could you miss me? Because. I'm standing right that, next to you. The collar that had popped out was on the other side, opposite of the side that I was no, on. No, you know what the problem is? You're so focused on you, you don't think about anybody else. It's all about Carlin and his big shiny bald head. It's not about anybody else. It's just about you. I told and, you. Again, I knew you were a bad guy. I didn't think you were a bad teammate. I've lauded you for being a good teammate since yes. we've been doing this show together. I told but you. But yesterday was a moment where I felt like you were a bad teammate. And I'm disappointed in you. I, I'm hurt. I, I, if I get it, it sounds like I'm angry, it's coming from a place of hurt. I get it. I get it. I told you before, I'm going to get mine. That's what it is. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing. Should I be as angry at you as Bart Scott should be at Alan Hahn? Probably not. No. Probably no, not. You should not. Bart, Bart Scott should feel like Alan Hahn didn't uphold his end of the bargain. Let's call this what it is, okay? Before the game yesterday, you and I are having a private moment watching Hahn warm up. Yeah. And you're, he's very intense. He's very locked in. And, and 
He could tell you he wasn't. Han wanted that one in the worst way yesterday. And, Chris, what did I say to you right before that game started about Alan Han and what could happen? If he misses the first couple of shots, he's going to be in his own head. He's going to yes. go in the tank. And he it said was, that. If he, uh, the exact quote was, if he misses the first one, he's done. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And what and, did I tell you after the game? Yes. After KJM ran away with it 11-3? Han was standing around, and you said, look, he's got a little bit of a fake smile. No, on it right wasn't now. a little bit of a fake smile. <laughs> it was a fake smile. And then he was standing by himself, moping a little bit. He was so disappointed in himself. And I told you, he's going to cry in the car on the way home. Oh, yeah. He's going to cry in the car. Oh, absolutely. That, that's how bad it was. Like, he had the <laughs> eye of the tiger in the pregame warm-up. He's ducking the basketball, thinking he's got it going on only to be disappointed by his performance. And here's the crazy thing. It wasn't like Jay Will was guarding Alan Hahn. No, let's talk it about was, this for a it second. It was a washed-up Keyshawn Johnson with a copper-fit knee brace on. Yeah. There's no way that you don't give Keyshawn Johnson the business when he's guarding you, especially in the paint. Alan Hahn is 6'6". Six, six. How, how could you not beat up on Keyshawn Johnson in a low post? It didn't make any sense. He missed three shots in the paint, and he missed a free throw. The biggest a, disappointment. A, a disappointing effort for Allen Hahn. Well, but also the biggest disappointment, though, I think overall, had to be the performance of Keyshawn. Because I have to tell you, bad. he's out there looking like Nah Morant, okay? <laughs> he had absolutely nothing going on. I am very comfortable in saying I feel like our conditioning – between myself and Keyshawn, it was on the same par yesterday. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. He was breathing heavy after one possession. Well, Carlin, the pier is where you go to see things that are washed up. And that was Keyshawn Johnson yesterday. <laughs> There's no question about My it. My favorite moment was when Jay got a rebound and is waving at Keyshawn to cut to the basket. There's nothing in front of him. Keeps waving two, three times, and Key's like... I'm good. Yeah, Keyshawn Johnson yesterday, he reminded me of James the Grim Reaper Roper from the Great White Height when he was washed up. Yeah, that man's been eating chitlins. That, that's how Keyshawn Johnson looked yesterday. Right before, I love Keyshawn, but it was bad yesterday. I mean, that, was, that's why I want to – I don't understand why Bart wasn't – they should have been up on Jay and let Keyshawn well, force, force him. Why was their strategy allow Jay to do whatever he wants? It's a great point, I mean, Bubba. granted, I understand Jay will still probably do whatever he wants, but at least – Put in some effort on Jay and make Keyshawn do anything because he was not going to do anything. No. Make Keyshawn shoot. It's a great Bubble, what point. I would have done if, if I was putting together the strategy for Barton Hahn, we're going to double team Jay Will. Exactly. And, and, we'll, exactly. and we'll rally to Keyshawn. <laughs> yeah, as slow once, as, once as slow Keyshawn, as Keyshawn gets it, it, then go after him. Yeah, we'll, I'll worry about my we'll rotate to Keyshawn. <laughs> we're going to double Jay Will. And I know it's 2 on 2. So what? Who cares? We're going to rally to Keyshawn. Johnson. I mean, how did Bart just let Jay hit those two game the That game was winner. the strategy. Bart actually told me in the post game our strategy was to let Jay shoot. To which the natural follow-up was... He was in the NBA! Perhaps that was a flawed strategy on your part. Oh, horrible, horrible performance yesterday. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.